Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the only show on the internet where myself, Dan Selke of Winterscoming.net, and Mia Johnson of DorkSideOfTheForce.com talk all things fantasy, sci-fi, space lasers, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, Marvel, superheroes, all that nerdy jazz. And today we have, as usual, some exciting news to go over. But first, banter. Mia, how are you? I'm doing quite well. How are you? Very solid. A solid eight. I feel pretty good. That's good. That's good. Um, Gosh, oh, there's something I want to talk about, but I can't talk about it this week. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, well, 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 I'm already jumping ahead to next week at the start of the show. Where's my mind? <laughs> I was going to tease this. Mia, who gets all the, all the best access to movies and stuff, saw a hotly anticipated movie that may or may not kind of rhyme with, I'm going to do it. Smang Smee and the legend of the 11 rectangles that she might be able to talk about a little bit. We'll see. We'll see if we can get out of her later. But first, hello, everybody. Hey, Julie. Hey, Christian. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Sarah. Good to join us. I thought we would start today, though, with a... Is that okay? Is this going to, like, sniper me with that? Um, No, 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 no. It's fine. They know people are reviewing the movie, and I have a social that tweet out that well, you retweeted. The thing. So. It's the weirdest thing because like you're allowed to talk about it on Twitter and like get yeah. your general this was great. I didn't say anybody said this was bad impressions, but you're not allowed to do if you're if you're in this world, like the world of embargoes and people telling you what you can and cannot say about certain movies TV shows that are coming up, it's weirdly specific yeah. and the rules are kind of um the lines don't seem to be drawn very uh like um sensibly. Yeah. It's like The Walking Dead. You can't talk about the episode, even though it's out on AMC+. Like, people have fully seen it. Mm, Ordinary folk. This, like, you can talk about Smang Me and the Rectangle uh, Legend on Twitter, but you can't talk about it in print. It's, um, I don't think the rules are, like, super well drawn. (laughs) I'm not sure. Like, it follows, like, a, a, like, human logic. No, we'll take that straight to the top. Exactly, we will. But anyway, (laughs) Bob Chapek, looking at you. Uh, anyway, though, before we get into any of that, or if we get into any of that... Um, there was some big news that dropped today on the subject of a hotly anticipated fantasy television show coming to Amazon Prime Video this November, and that show is called The Wheel of Time. Yes. An epic tale drawn from 15 books by Robert Jordan and Brandon Sanderson about a group of backcountry hillbilly fantasy people who get whisked away in a magical adventure that will change both them and the world. Um, book series has been around for decades, since 1990. It's finally getting adapted into this big, splashy, Game of Thrones-esque, but don't call it a Game of Thrones-esque, program. And we are finally getting, like, the first real pristine official looks, courtesy of our uh, <laughs> colleagues at Entertainment <laughs> Weekly. That we go through them, man, and yeah. just see how excited we are for the Wheel of Time at Amazon Prime. And don't worry, I can walk you through who everybody is. Please, please. We'll see how long I take. <laughs> All right, let's start the vacation slideshow. Okay, so what we're looking at here is this is the Wheel of Time show, Amazon Prime. And I want to see if I can name these people from memory, Ooh, from left okay, to right. Okay. I'm just going to test myself. Okay, on the left is uh, Nynaeve, my favorite character. She's like this kind of diminutive woman who just like has this giant personality who dominates everyone around her. She, she's fun. She's fun. Um, second from the left, my least favorite character, Matt. He's kind of like <laughs> this what if Han Solo, but you want to slap him like a like a like a you know, like a childish pop. I don't really like him. Um, next to him is Lan. He is not a hillbilly. He is a bodyguard of the woman to who is in the middle, <laughs> okay. Raw Rain. 
Rosamund Pike, who's the one they've been really like pushing, pushing. Uh-huh. She's the Gandalf of the story. She comes to this backwater town, takes all these kids on her white adventure. She, they're the fellowship. She is Gandalf. She is a wizardess, sorcerer. She can do magic. It's all good for her. Next to that is, oh, what the hell's your name? Um, Egwene. That's, that's her name. Her name is Egwene. And she is, um, kind of like the girl next door. Okay. She's like the, 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 you know, country girl, just, 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 just kind of demure and polite and, 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 and it's intelligent and nice. And she's, she's kind of our romantic lead. The, and then next to her is Perrin. Another good one. He's like the strong, silent type. Uh huh. And he, I think, could turn into a wolf or something like that. Ooh. No, he can possess wolves. It's a whole wolf. Oh, okay. He, oh, okay. He, he has wolf powers. And then finally, we got Randolph Thor, kind of the main, the, the, the male romantic lead, mm-hmm. um, who is our main guy. Wow. And he's going to be the main character. But you know what? Wheel of Time is a tapestry, it's a journey, and it's about all of them. Although he is the main guy. Just props to you for remembering all of that, first of all. <laughs> yeah, their names are not easy names. Um, congratulations, people. If, if you were confused with all the Game of Thrones names, you're going to have a whole new slew of uh, <laughs> fantasy names to remember. And I have to get swept into this. <laughs> no. I mean, no, we'll it, see. But we'll yeah, see. yeah, it, it, it looks like I want to say how we were saying, yeah, it's not, you don't want to call a Game of Thrones. You can already tell, f- well, oh no. <laughs> when I was just because... There, there was the interview uh-huh. and the showrunner, like, Rafe Judskins was saying, like, what really did, because Game of Thrones comes up, okay? It's oh, a yeah. giant oh, fan yeah. show in the Shadow Game of Thrones. It's just, this show is made because Game of Thrones succeeded. It's yeah. period, flat out, that's the case. But he, it was almost a little defensive because they brought it up and he's like, well, what makes it different than Game of Thrones is that the Wheel of Time had multiple perspectives and a lot of political dimensions and women were in a prominent roles. And I'm like... That describes Game of Thrones pretty well. Yikes. Sorry. They are very different series. They're very different tones. I bet, yeah. um, uh, the, 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 the Wheel of Time is closer, to, is closer to Lord of the Rings, closer to a little bit like pure good versus evil. It's not. It's got complications, but it's not Game of Thrones where like man is the enemy, sort yeah. of like hell is other people. Like yeah. that's Game of Thrones. And Lord of the Rings is more Sauron the Dark Lord is some kind of unknowable evil who will crush you all. It's a little bit closer to that. Okay. Um, so it's different, but like it's there. Like I'm not going to act like the influence isn't there. It completely and utterly is. Yeah, yeah. As Julie says, I have to admit I haven't been able to pick up my books again for a few months. I'm still on book four. Oh, Julie, I'm catching up to you. I just started book four. Oh, <laughs> the race is on. Wow. Yeah, but I like the costuming. It's different. It oh, does set fun. it apart from most of the kind of regal. And what? Who do we have here? That is Rand oh, the, and Egwene. Those are like kind of like. It is one of those shows where there isn't there's a lot of characters that they're 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 kind of the main characters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and yeah, and here we have. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> okay. There's some people in. That's <laughs> <laughs> exciting. Okay, walk you through this. Just please. So walk me through in the Wheel of Time, Moraine Roseman Pike is a member of the Aes Sedai Sorceresses. They're a group of all women magic wielders. Because in this world. Because of, I'm not, I'm not going to like take hours and explain everything because yeah, we'd be yeah, here yeah. all day, but uh, women can use magic and men used to be able to, but then magic poison happens and if they use it, they go crazy. So only women can use it. Mm-hmm. And if men use it, they go insane and you don't want like an insane wizard who can just blast oh. apart. So they capture dudes who are I gone see, insane. See, and see. that's one of those guys named Loghain. And finally, we had the city of Shadar Logoth, which is like an important 
sort of like their um, weather top Rivendell moment from Lord of the Rings. I don't remember this. Uh, well, any of you out there, you know what I'm talking about. It's good. They're they're pushing it. It looks it looks solid. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I guess the question is, like, are people interested and ready for another big, splashy, lengthy fantasy show? That's that's the real yeah. question. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think, Mia? Um, well, I'll give our my brief answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, yeah, it, it is looking interesting. It is looking very distinct, at least from these photographs from Game of Thrones. And so I, that at least is a little refreshing to me. Um, you know, even though it could be scary, it's like, oh, this doesn't quite look like Game of Thrones. And I want something like Game of Thrones. I don't know if people are necessarily saying that. I think we can kind of come into things and say... I want a fresh perspective. I want something new in the realm of fantasy. Maybe not necessarily new, new, but something that we haven't seen before. And it's long, so. It is long. <laughs> I mean, we've always, I mean, and again, I, I, I'm always kind of bemoaning that um, we go right to franchises. And they are. Like, we already heard there's like an Audio Will of Time movie in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they had like another sp- series spinoff before too long if this one was a hit. Um, I wish it was just the one thing, but it is the guys making it seem really, really passionate about it. Mm-hmm, um, the yeah. cast looks really cool. Um, yeah, they're clearly Pike. putting Rosamund <laughs> Pike is leading it, and all the other ones are nice too, and, and a very diverse cast yeah. too, which is nice. I mean, and 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 that's intentional. We talked before about kind of the the whiteness of the fantasy genre in general, mm-hmm. kind of going back to old Tolkien, um, and that's starting to change on TV especially. So that's cool to see. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see it. It's in November. And I'm curious to see whether they can distinguish it enough Ooh. to make it sort of, you know, find its own audience, become its own thing. That's that's the challenge they have. All right. All right. What's in your hand, Dan? What's in my hand? I'll tell you what's in my hand. Um, at this point in the show, I'd like to take a brief moment and speak to the men in the audience and also the women who know men. So really, I want to talk to everybody. Um, winter's come and gone. But summer's here right now, and that can mean heat, that can mean visiting beaches, that can mean sweat-related discomfort. To help with all of this, all of this, you'll want the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. This package comes with the Lawnmower 4.0, which makes removing body hair easier than ever before, thanks to its cutting-edge ceramic blade. This is all sponsored, by the way. It has an LED spotlight, and it's waterproof. So if the power goes off while you're in the shower, it's not going to phase you. You can do what you got to do until the job gets done. Um, And that's not the only product that Manscaped has on offer. The Weed Whacker takes care of your pesky nose and ear hair. And the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, you know, makes your secret garden smell fragrant and fresh. Uh, want these products for yourself? Get 20% off with the code FANSIDED20 at, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped. Thanks to our partners at Manscaped for that lovely um, interlude. All right. Any other thoughts on um, <laughs> the Wheel of Time? Christian is into it in the throne. I don't know what you mean, I think Christian. the Manscaped ad where the, the razor is oh. in the throat. <laughs> it is? Oh, it does yeah. kind of look like it. No, no, oh, no. yeah, sorry. The, yes, the graphic. <laughs> the <sorry>. video clip. <laughs> it, it is very good. 
props to Richard behind the, behind, the, behind the camera for that. That was amazing. All right, Mia, any other thoughts on the Wheel of Time before we move on? Um, the Wheel of Kids Time. Um, no, yeah, I think my closing thoughts are I'm interested to see how it plays out. Um, Amazon seems to be very, you know, how should I say, confident in this. So, mm-hmm. And they haven't had any misses so far, um, just because I think they keep their content so, so tight. It's not like Netflix where they cast a wide net and you've got some hits and misses. So... I'm going to go with bet on Amazon and say that this should be a solid series. You think Jeff Bezos like comes to sets of these Amazon shows and like, what do you do if like basically someone whose fingernail is worth like more than every home you've ever (laughs) had is like walking around? I don't know what I would do. I know. Yeah. He enters the board meeting or the writer's room with his, you know, little astronaut suit. Like if he comes in, (laughs) he just owes anybody he sees at least least a few thousand dollars there's just no other reason not to do it unfortunately that ain't gonna happen but yeah i know i i it makes me wonder how much like you know when you've got disney ceo or you got kevin feige or kathleen Kitty, like you know mm-hmm. kind of what they have to do bob chapik would be obviously up at the top he's got he has to be involved in everything but at least but they like, like run media studios right. i don't know what you do with jeff, jeff bezos is, yeah. shows up <laughs> Looks <laughs> so you guys make TV shows here. I didn't know we did that. What's well, the thing? Because like he has a power to just say, I don't like it, but he like has no qualifications. It's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we shall see. Someone is, has been running Amazon Prime Video pretty well, though. So I'll give him That's that. That's true. That's true. Anyway, um, moving on. Oh, what else we talk about today, Mia? Because there's a lot of news coming out today. Yeah. Well, including about a little movie called Marvel's eternals marvel they're having a pretty good decade Jeez, yeah i'm about to have a stroke because i literally saw um the legend of the 11 rectangles yesterday (laughs) and then i wake up today and entertainment weekly has a feature on the eternals and i'm like i can't get any rest and they're not gonna let us rest as far as marvel is concerned um so yeah entertainment weekly competing with themselves put out both the Uh will of time feature and this gigantic um, Eternals feature today, and it's got the whole, whole, whole cast. I, I have to go it back. It's a big cast. Yeah, we've got um, Jim, Gemma or Gemma Chan. I'll let you who plays. It. Oh go my there. gosh, <laughs> I'm gonna have the cheat sheet. Who plays Cersei? And then next we have our favorite Richard Madden, who mm-hmm. plays Icarus. Following him is Kumail Nanjiani, who I'm really excited to see as the character named Kingo. Next, we have Leah McHugh, who plays this cute little preteen hero called Sprite. Um, I mean, preteen, but she's actually like a thousand million years yeah. old, right? They all are. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're like ageless, but they also have like, you know, one is like Peter Pan and the other is like Gandalf or Dumbledore, you know, how old they are, but they still look like Kumail and Johnny, but hey, props to them. <laughs> Here we have Brian on the right is Brian Tyree uh, Henry, who plays, I think it's Fastos, Fastos or something like that. I really loved him in Atlanta, so I was happy to see him inducted into here. Let's see, who are we going? Okay, bottom, we're going to Lauren Ritloff, who plays Makari. I know nothing about this character. Um, Apparently, she's from The Walking Dead. Um, That's what uh, Entertainment Weekly says. I have not kept up with it. Okay. She's fast. (laughs) Yay, the fast character. Oh, I can tell by her stance. Yes, you can. <laughs> okay, let's continue. This is um, actor Barry um, Ke- Keoghan, I, and I hate that I butchered that. He's um, 
He is from, he's Kirk. in Dunkirk. What's that? <laughs> Real loopy day. He plays the character Jewig and um, it seems like people, he'd been really in demand recently and so, or is this the next actor I'm talking about? No, no, no. He was very much in demand and he was like, this is the role I'm going to take. I've been very much in demand. I'm going to take oh, this role. Dunkirk sucks. But it's like. <laughs> well, it did. Okay, we're almost done with the roll call. Next, we have Don Lee, who plays the character um, Gilgamesh. He is extremely powerful and the strongest warrior of the Eternals, you can tell by his armor. And here we have dun, 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 Selma Hayek as, I guess it's Ajak, A-J-A-K. And she kind of looks like she's Adra. got the, I'll go with that one. Looks like she's looking like a uh, Scarlet Witch, almost. Oh, yeah, a little bit. With the costume and the headpiece. I like that a lot. And and finally, we'll go to the last one, who is Angelina Jolie. And she's looking like she's straight out of the boys or something with this kind of... It's like a yeah. classic, yeah, yeah, classic yeah, hero it. costume. She plays Athena. Um, Angelina Jolie said it's certainly the biggest thing she's ever done, um, which is interesting. And it's nuts. And she likes being part of this crazy family because she's like i've got like a crazy weird family and i was like well that's great and angelina jolie you're just like one of us <laughs> so that what, is the what a cast. fun thing for her to say <laughs> yeah. never mind i i i, I, <laughs> I, I don't have a good enough memory to remember the weird stuff i i have a feeling it was odd but i don't remember it well it's, enough okay i mean it, 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 it's nice that there's a giant cast ten like, main characters like don't forget kit harrington as dane whitman right he's gonna play the love interest to um Emma Chan, who is, she's kind of like Wonder Woman. She is a museum curator uh, mm. by day. And I think there's like a love triangle triangle with her and Richard Madden or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So, so it'll be Jon Snow yeah. and um, <laughs> Rob Stark fighting over Ms. Chan. Yeah. I'm going to go there. Yeah. So I still like barely have a clue about what this movie is going to be about. Um, and the director is Chloe Chloe Zhao, right? And she was kind of saying... Oscar winner, Chloe Zhao. I know, which is weird because it was like... Even Kevin Feige mentioned in this article, he was like, she's kind of like this art house director and mm. she's never really done any, you know, huge scale projects like this. But, of course, gotta trust Kevin Feige's confidence. And he says she really knows a lot about Marvel Comics and even Star Wars and like manga. So she's a nerd. This movie's in good hands. And I'm just excited to see where it goes. They say it's going to be another, you know, it's from Jack Kirby doing all those crazy psychedelics in the 70s. <laughs> and, you know, all those sorts of things like Doctor Strange. So it's I don't know. I don't know happens. what to expect from this film. I mean, I, I like the trailer a lot. Like, um, my concern with something like this is always Chloe Zhao was obviously a huge talent. Like No My Land was great. Mm -hmm. And watching the trailer, I did see her stamp. It's like kind of that twilight, half-light thing she likes. Like the, the the big giant um location shoot. She's very kind of yeah. tactile and yeah. it, it doesn't feel um artificial. Right. Yeah. Movies. She said she wanted to kind of minimize the use of CGI and have like that big sense. sets. Yeah. And I, I felt that watching it. Um, and it seems like a, a different kind of Marvel movie. It's mm -hmm. like this millennia. What's the word for thousands of years? Is, is that millennia? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. One Seven thousand year time frame yeah. on this. These characters are like super, <laughs> super old. So it's it's a it's big. It's ambitious. But um, you know the the thing with Marvel is always can you be creative 
and interesting and put your stamp on it while still being part of the machine. Yeah. Because, you know, you have, you, 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 we know, you have your boxes to check. Like, you, you, you have the things you've got to do. So, can you make an interesting story in a movie within knowing that there are these confines? And I think some people do it better than others. Like, somehow James Gunn seemed to kind of manage to, like, make movies that seem to kind of stand on their own. Yeah. That also are contributing to this big thing. Um, and Chloe Zhao, again, is a really, is a really interesting filmmaker. And I hope she has, like, the ability to walk that line, <laughs> which is, um, I think, trickier than it looks. Yeah. Yeah. I was initially skeptical about, especially just this phase four as a whole, because it, we're, again, entering kind of something where we've got these new characters like Shang-Chi and the 10 Eternals that they're going to drop on us. And so it's not like we're getting another, well, we are getting another Thor, but, you know, we are losing Tony Stark or losing Captain America. So introducing new characters who we don't really know a lot about, kind of doing a genre change like with Shang-Chi is just by the trailers you can see it's more of like stylistically like a martial arts film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and this one again you've never had well, save for Infinity War, but you know where all at once we've had 10 characters who are starting out now brand, brand new, new yeah. like that. Um, so I will, if I can say based off of, and this is just coming from my tweet, that I was mm -hmm. pleasantly surprised by Shang-Chi, um, that at first I didn't have confidence and I was like, I don't know if Marvel can pull it off and bring these new characters. But after seeing that movie, I have a lot more hope for Eternals just in the way where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm still open to getting these new characters, seeing these new stories play out. And, you know, at the end of the day, it all seamlessly looping back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right. Here's where we tempt fate and see oh, no. <laughs> if um, we can, if, if Disney is mad at us. I'll ask you a question. See, look, if you can respond, you can respond. If you can't, okay. you can't. So you saw, you saw Shang-Chi. That's, yeah. that just happens. That's not, we're not that's not a spoiler. She saw Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, I know you can't tell us much. And I know that you liked it a lot. So says your tweet. What about it was kind of different enough that it kind of overcame your skepticism? Ew, that's a good question. Um, To me, this story was a little more, and maybe if I use Black Widow as a background, I'll get in less trouble. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, it The story was a lot more rounded out. It felt a lot more grounded, and it had a lot of emotional stakes in it compared to Black Widow, which really tried but it always it just came off as surface level and action first and almost like an afterthought whereas this movie felt a little more grounded like it was very emotional there's some <laughs> emotional scenes oh, yeah, I like that um and as far as a character as as far as character studies go i think it was kind of just this beautiful introduction of the character and i think it was handled really well by the director so introduction so you're explaining that he lives <laughs> well introduction <laughs> by saying that he gets introduced into the marvel cinematic universe via this movie which was already apparent from the start i think it's point that he survives <laughs> the whole thing that's what i'm making from it i didn't say it does don't don't blame me no. um good uh, i think it was really great that was a great walking line can we use that on like twitter like a video clip we yeah, maybe we can hold it till monday we'll see I'll, we'll I'll, see we'll see i'll talk we'll to my happens. lawyers <laughs> i was a little more generous than i wanted to be but um no yeah i i do have this kind of optimism now because i was 
blown away at how they were just able to continuously keep telling another good story and not just a kind of, you know, but I think it's, it's a fresh new story. Like, you know, we, we've seen the whole uncle Ben thing. We've seen, um, whatever else happens in the MCU. So this was something that I had never seen before. It's familiar in some senses, because there's always going to be familiar things about family and love and loss and all these sorts of things. But, uh, you know, the Disney drones, (laughs) I've got to wrap it up, but there's some good, un, un, I hear sirens outside, like literally. <laughs> but literally, there, there's some great um, unexpected twists in the in the story. I cool. could have tweeted that. that. Cool. I just didn't. So this this is just an unsent tweet. Okay, just keep it between us, guys. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't tell anybody. And if your uncle works at Disney, just keep it on yeah. the down low. All right. As uh, Nicole says, super excited for Eternals. I love prehistory and early history, and we don't get to watch it on screen nearly often enough. Mm, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, that'd be cool if if we like see Viking times. Or, yeah, it I says mean, like, it's, or prehistory. It's going to be spanning like, like seven thousand years. So Jesus might be a character in the MCU at this rate. <laughs> Javier Bardem. That'd be cool. If they can have Thor, then we can have you know like I don't. I'm not going to cross that line. <laughs> what a fun show we're having today. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Eternals. It looks like it's something new, but again, I still have uh, confidence in Marvel. So. Coming out, I think November third. So no rest. It's Shang Chi on September in September. Then in November, it's that, and then December is Far From Home. So it's a packed year, and we're not done yet. All right. Well, um, before we get to watch all of that stuff, let's go to our uh, next segment that we love for you to put it in. As we always do every week. What are we watching? What are we watching? Do 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 do. What are we watching? How about you? All right, Mia, I'll go first. Yes, please. Um, I, okay, I'm not sure if you've been watching. I, I finished um, The White Lotus on HBO, which is a drama about a luxury hotel in Hawaii and kind of the very rich clientele mm-hmm. who come in by Mike White, the guy who did Enlightened. Um, I, I, I finished it last night. And if you haven't watched it, if you, if, you, if you have HBO Max or HBO and you're interested in kind of a not sci-fi, not fancy, just drama, it was good. It was really good. Yeah. It was funny. It was kind of, it was very cringy though. This is, the whole thing is about, you know, these hotel workers catering to these kind of guests who have these sort of outrageous demands. And it's funny mm-hmm. because kind of like the, 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 the gap between what, you know, they should be doing and how they are acting. But the funny, it's one of the things that where the humor comes from like oh god this is so awkward like, oh, these, these situations. Okay, okay but very very good jennifer coolidge was great she plays I like this her, kind yeah. of daffy um older in her own words um alcoholic lunatic who is kind of here to scatter <laughs> her mother's ashes and she's like really emotionally needy and kind of bothering everybody but funny and interesting and um just really really good all around i enjoyed it quite a bit are you interested at all um, I I would have to watch the trailer again because I thought I saw something and it was it said White Lotus. I was like, oh, why aren't I watching this? But then as I kept seeing more coverage of it, I'm like, did I see the same thing? So not to say that it's not great because I've seen a lot of of good reviews about it recently, yeah. and it looked short it too. It was only it was six episodes, six episodes, and they did renew it, which I didn't know it was that kind of show. I thought it would be like a one and done sort of miniseries, uh. but it's coming back. 
Yeah, if there's the demand for it, yeah, why not? Julie says, uh, White Lotus was a bit strange, but I quite liked it. It so. was a bit strange. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a satire. That, that's the, that's, that's the high-minded word for it. It's about, um, you know, what are our responsibilities vis-a-vis wealth, mm. inequality, luxury, uh, those fun questions, but told in a, as a family drama that also gets a lot of cringe humor along the way. Okay. So it goes down pretty easy, but it was a, um, a fun and sometimes thought provoking watch. That sounds really good. And you finished, uh, star Wars, the bad batch. Yeah. That thing is over now, right? The first season over. Yeah. 16 episodes, no more, um, episodes left. It was quite, um long but it was nice to have something to just kind of continuously have fresh in the world of star wars um i think it's something where it's one of those because it is a cartoon series it's like by far not even close to as popular as the mandalorian and i'm Mm -hmm. i'm assuming the book of boba fett is going to eclipse this too in december but i think for what it's worth the um animation fans because there's there's people who are like really really into the star wars animation and i'm still getting there um there are that's true yeah (laughs) i'm still getting there myself but this one was for what it's worth enjoyable for the most part what i do like is that there is this lore building so you know they're talking about the clones and like you know for some reason in the prequels all the soldiers are clones and then all of a sudden when you get to the original trilogies they're all human so you're like, well, what happened to the clones? You had like thousands of clones. You know, you can't just go send them all to the farm upstate. So <laughs> that's what the Bat Batch is trying to do is fill in this gap. And I've personally been like, I wouldn't mind if I maybe didn't have this series and you just kind of told me what happened to the clones and, you know, like maybe a five minute little spiel. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I do get it that there are these characters who people grew attached to in the clone wars and like Captain Rex and all these people. And so you kind of want to see what happens to them next. So it's a different perspective. I think still, still what sets it apart from the clone wars, those you're missing like Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan sure. who are yeah, like yeah. these legacy characters that you really care for. But so you get this little blonde Moppet. <laughs> I might, I might be in the minority here. Omega is not my favorite character. <laughs> I, in this show, you guys, it, 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 it's like about five battle hardened clones. Yeah. And then they add in like, a precocious 10 year old. Yeah. Yeah. And she's kind of the voice of reason, but it's really like why (laughs) every time they do something, you know, it's like, Oh, this character, um, something is about to blow up, but we've got to go save a droid. Um, or that'll be her, her like, but we have to go save the droid. (laughs) And it's like, no, just let the thing die and get out of there. So everyone else lives. I have that moment. Every single sitcom move where it's like, you want to refresh audience interest, so you add, like, a young character. Yeah, yeah, for like sure. The, like, the second cousin on the Cosby show comes to live with them <laughs> yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yes, that she's the, the Raven Simone of the yes, Star Wars. The yes, <laughs> So, um, I think that if it gets a little more in-depth, because, again, it's still, in a way, maybe appeals to children, so I get it. Um, yeah. But I was like, you know... At some point, they're going to have to learn their lesson. You can't always run into the burning building, you know, to save to save the droid or to save this, you know, insignificant thing. But um, otherwise, I've been crabby, but I I still kind of enjoyed the run Good. either way. 
Look at that. Yeah, so season two is coming next year, and I'll be looking out for that. As Nicole says, a bit of a lull in TV at the moment, but Chapel White is starting this Sunday, so I'll be watching that. That looks pretty good, Adrian Brody and Stephen King. I mean, I don't know if that's a big lull. Like, I, I liked The White Lotus. We just got screeners for um, uh, Foundation on Apple TV+. Plus. I'm looking forward to that. That's a big Isaac Asimov. There's like That's like their Game of Thrones swing, like oh, their wow. big adaptation. I'm looking forward to see how they're doing that. I, I, I haven't read Isaac Asimov. I'm not that um, cultured, but I am curious to uh, see what the hubbub is about. Yeah. And pick it up. There's a lot to read. Yeah. Leave me alone. Um, also, I've been, I, I just had to plug this again. I, I know I, I, I brought up Warrior a bunch of times on, oh, on this right. show, the yeah. HBO Max show about kind of the um, Chinatown gangland wars of the 18... 18- 70s i want to say in san francisco i'm almost at the end mia it's so good it's so good <laughs> i know was, i watched the penultimate episode of season two and that's how many seasons there are there's like one more okay and it was this big kind of game of thrones-esque battle episode where it was like mob versus mob in chinatown and it was incredible the stuff they did with it just the the intensity of the violence, and you and you know all the characters well, so you care about them at this point. You know, I was really afraid for them. Mm-hmm. Such a good show, and I'm very happy that HBO picked it up for um, a third season. That's a good. It wasn't like I don't remember like Showtime or Stars, and they I think they let it go because who has that kind of money? But HBO Max is like we got content, so we can pick it up. Very, very happy about that. If you haven't watched Warrior, I recommend it. Great, yeah, that one I have to. I remember that one was like the one you told me it sounded really good, so. I'm glad you made me remember. Um, <laughs> I meant to ask you, have you ever... Someone's in Shang-Chi. I forget which of, which of the main characters. Oh, by the way, did I tell you or did I? Well, <laughs> tomorrow I have an interview for Shang-Chi oh, yeah. with the um, it's the character who plays his sister. So um, she's kind of like a rising star here, but she has a really, really prominent role in the movie. Um, so... Um, yeah, when they told me who she was, I was like, okay, you know, she's just going to have like a little speaking role here. But she was like a really, really big role in this. So I'm excited cool. to talk to her about that. She plays a sister. And then hopefully, you know, check out um, Wick for the interview. I'm assuming we'll have it next week or maybe closer to when the movie comes out. So that should be fun. We'll see. <laughs> and our final segment, as always, is the Wick News Lightning Round. Where we go back and forth. We have 20 seconds each to react to a piece of news that we just didn't have time to stick into the main story. And we're just going to distill this, break it down, and give you the information you need and the analysis you need in a lightning quick fashion. All right. I think I arranged this so you talk to me first. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. So this goes out to you, Dan. So. Amazon's The Lord of the Rings series leaves New Zealand for season two. That's sad because Lord of the Rings and, and New Zealand are very closely associated. Like that, that's where the movies were filmed, the, the, the Peter Jackson movies. And now this Amazon show, which cost like a jillion dollars, filmed season one there and now it's leaving. And even Elijah Wood was like, oh, that's terrible. Aww. It's too bad because it's going to the UK and that already has a lot of money. And, and New Zealand just, you know, it's a smaller country that's they're great at COVID. And there we go. Woohoo. <laughs> Not the great at COVID part, but... <laughs> no, that's good. They're Awful great timing. at COVID. <laughs> great By which or... I mean, oh. they have done a lot to like tamp oh, down okay, on spread. One. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, man, those people in New Zealand are practically There was Florida. like one case 
and like they put lockdown. Yeah, I saw that headline. <laughs> Which could be why they're leaving. Maybe that's like they don't want to deal with the rules or something. I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Mia, what do you think of the new trailer for the television program Star Wars Visions premiering September 22nd. Yeah, so this is really cool. So this is Star Wars anime. It's something that we've never gotten before. And though I vowed to swear off anime for the rest of my life, I will be watching this. And it's nine episodes. They're all anthologies. It's all standalone. So it should be easily digestible. Um, Huge voice cast. I think Neil Patrick Harris. Lots of great people there. Um, So, yeah. I think that I think he's doing it on uh, eight seconds. That didn't feel like 20 seconds. It, it just <laughs> feels so short. I know. Okay. okay. Go ahead. All right. Oh, you've got me saying this. Dan, <laughs> Dune you director. You're going to say the Dune director. <laughs> the Dune director um, is hopeful he'll get to make part two. Yeah. Um, according to it says Zendaya's character will be the protagonist. Okay. Do you understand about this? Dune is a big, is a big slash movie coming um, uh, in October. Looking forward to it a lot. Denny Villeneuve is the director. The weird thing is they're, they're making the first half of the movie, not the second half, which is bizarre because what if the first half doesn't do well? Then you just they have half a movie that just doesn't do anything. As far as Zendaya's character trying to be in the protagonist, that's a little odd because the book is, it, she, she's, she's there. She's very much like, yeah. <laughs> we conclude that it is odd. All right. It is odd. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Um, Mia, The Mandalorian Season 3 starts shooting next month. You happy? Woohoo. Yeah, this is exciting. Um, it's weird to see this is the first year that we're going to go without The Mandalorian because the Book of Boba Fett is coming guess, out. Yeah. So that I've heard that's kind of like The Mandalorian Season 2.5. It'll move into The Mandalorian Season 3. We should see some great stuff. I want to see Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, and more Baby Yoda. So eventually we'll get that in 2022. Nice. Okay. Let's see. This is a quick one. So Dark City is becoming a series. Okay. Tell me about that. Dark City, really cool movie from 1998. Alex Porter, the guy who did The Crow. Like, have you ever seen it? Have you ever heard of it? Nope. Okay, it's really good. It's like a, it's like a sci-fi noir horror drama thing with like um, Jennifer Connelly, Rufus Sewell, and William Hurt. Really, really good. Really, really cool. And I could see it being a good TV series. So I'm in favor of that, and I would watch it wherever it ends up. Ta-da! Nice. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> next story. Uh, Kira, Amelia Clark's character from Solo, A Star Wars Story, is getting her own comic series called Crimson Rain. Yeah. Good news? Yeah, it's it's really good news because people are really, at least the Star Wars fans are demanding like more Kira content. And we would love to see Amelia Clark back in live action. Sure. So maybe eventually like a Solo 2 or a spinoff. Who knows? But at least for now, this is based on the crime syndicate syndicate crimson dawn which was kind of run by maul and drain voss who's paul bettany so yep there it goes <laughs> all right and oh so dan mm-hmm. netflix reveals the live action cast of its avatar the last airbender remake here they are here's our picture jeopardy question this is cool i'm not gonna read the names for only 20 seconds but um this show has been kind of in limbo for a while and i wasn't sure if it's actually gonna get made but they're making it they're casting people i'm interested um, the original show is so good. This is like one of the shows, like, you do really need a remake, like a live action remake, but I am curious to see what they could do with it or if they could improve it. That felt like, give me three seconds. Not like three seconds. <laughs> All right. Well, this is our last one. Okay. Um, uh, Mia, Australian actor Sam Reed is going to play Lestat in AMC's 
interview with the vampire show are you a fan of the vampires um you know i can get back into the vampires because uh, i was looking at i was definitely into twilight and this guy sam reed is uh, a looker i was looking him up myself and (laughs) i'm like okay you know i'm a little interested and it's amc like we said amc can never really do wrong with like the walking dead and all of that stuff so this one should be pretty good yeah and you know um and rice's vampires they get down so they do a lot so this show is probably gonna be really filthy oh my goodness which will be fun um as nicole says avatar is my favorite animated show mine too nicole honest to god Aww. if i didn't like my favorite animated show i i, I have watched some anime in my life yeah well i don't think about it definitely up there i like it a lot do you think nicole that they need to do a live action remake what do you think i mean should be hearing from another last airbender yeah. fan will would you watch a live action last Airbender remake because you're getting one I'm, not, I'm just not sure what, whether you watch it or not. Um, and as Julie says, you should give them 22 seconds, Richard. And mm. I partly agree, and I, but mainly I don't because, like, you know, that the whole point is that we have to um, be squelched and mm. crushed. We get better every time. It's like training for the Olympics. You get better and better and, you know, you I set your record. Worse. We had one week where we were hitting it every week, yeah, every, every single point on the mark. So, we'll get there. That's teamwork. <laughs> Thank you, Mia. I appreciate that. <laughs> As Nicole says, Nicole would be interested to see it. I'm interested too. Um, so yeah, my pup won't be around for a while, but when I watch it, I'll be curious. Um, well, thanks so much, Mia. This has been a fun show. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I enjoyed talking about all of this stuff, cramming Me it into my mind. too. <laughs> and uh, we do new shows, live shows, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time here on the Winner is Coming Facebook page and the Winter is Coming YouTube page. And after that, our shows get turned into podcasts. And you can listen to those at your leisure at Google Play, iTunes, wherever podcasts are available. We love talking here with you. We love seeing you every week. We love seeing you next week. So come on back next Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central Time. Um, and we'll talk some more about sci-fi, fantasy movies, TV, anything we like. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. 